We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have a whole lineup of wonderful stuff to play for you this evening. And our final jazz feature for the month of January. And of course, uh, those of you that uh, have been listening to the program know that uh, this month's jazz features have all been absolute classic essential recordings that also were recognized and given A1 ratings by the esteemed, sometimes, jazz critics. Unlike what we did in November, where we played great classic recordings that were dissed by the esteemed jazz critics. Anyway, um, this month, of course, has been a double whammy. So our final album in this series, and we'll do it again sometime, uh, I've got a, a number of other, we'll repeat the two series sometime down the road. This album is by Miles Davis. And not just Miles Davis, it's Miles Davis and the Gil Evans Orchestra. This is a very special album. It was done in 1957. And Miles Davis and arranger, conductor, composer, Gil Evans had met way back in the late 40s when Miles formed this very unique band, which is known in jazz history as the Birth of the Cool Band. It was a nine-piece band. Um, it was a total commercial failure. They only played two gigs. Um, and, uh, and made a whole bunch of um, recordings for Capitol Records, which are now considered... Um, some of the finest jazz of its period. So with this Birth of the Cool Orchestra, they all rehearsed at uh, Gil Evans' Loft in New York City, and it was Miles that organized the band. And Gil Evans uh, contributed to a lot of the arrangements and wrote a couple of pieces for the Birth of the Cool Band and all that sort of stuff. So Miles and Gil Evans formed this musical relationship but then during the 50s, after the demise of the, the final recordings of the Birth of the Cool Band, um, Gil Evans embarked on his own quiet career as an arranger-composer. And Miles Davis, of course, um, formed different bands. And, and uh, they both essentially went separate ways uh, for many years. But they remained best of friends. And in... 1957, Miles Davis had emerged as one of the uh, foremost, not only one of the most foremost trumpet players, but also one of the most influential musicians in jazz. He had really made a huge comeback from his uh, obscurity and problems that he had in the early 50s, and he was a star. And he had also signed with Columbia Records. And, of course, he always had Gil Evans in the back of his mind that he wanted to do something with. And they reunited, and it took a lot of time because uh, Gil Evans was a very careful and very slow writer. He didn't do anything quickly. 
and uh, they worked on this for quite a while. And uh, Miles, of course, um, had a lot of clout at this time, and he proposed to the uh, head honchos at Columbia Records to, uh, uh, that he wanted to do an album where he would be the chief soloist and Gil Evans would uh, uh, conduct and arrange the music. And uh, this would be a combined effort. And Columbia, of course, uh, went for it, uh, paid for it, and, and uh, this album was done in about uh, four separate sessions. And it was the beginning of a triumvirate of recordings by Miles Davis and Gil Evans. This was the first one, and it was called Miles Ahead. And of course it uh, got rave, absolutely rave reviews, and it opened a whole new door for, for Miles Davis as well, because it was a totally different sound that people had not been used to before. It was a very new sound. And uh, as I said, this was the first of, of three incredible albums. Um, the second one was uh, the Miles, and, Miles Davis and Gil Evans collaboration on the music of Porgy and Bess. And the third was a most famous album that a lot of people know called Sketches of Spain. There was a, a, a follow-up um, album called Quiet Nights, but it, uh, it was kind of, a, um, it, it didn't really go anywhere. So we have to look upon those three albums, Miles Ahead, Porgy and Bess, and Sketches of Spain as a great triumvirate of uh, albums. And this was the first. So this was a reunion with Miles Davis and Gil Evans. And of course, um, Gil Evans' music is very difficult to play. It's, it, it, it's, it's quite unique. Uh, it's um, as individual uh, as Duke Ellington. He uses different combinations, uh, different sonic effects, and um, it's very, very uh, beautiful and very refreshing sound. Mostly brass, and uh, there's a huge, there's lots of trumpets um, in the in the orchestra, um, trombones, uh, French horns, tuba and reeds, um, mostly uh, musicians that are able to double on uh, flute and clarinet, and one alto saxophonist in the person of Lee Konitz. So that is the, and of course the, uh, there is no piano, uh, but bass and drums. So that is basically what the orchestra is comprised of. And uh, the basic personnel here on trumpets, I'll run them down quickly. Uh, Ernie Royal, Bernie Glow, Louis Mucci, Taft Jordan, and Johnny Carisi. On trombones, Frank Rehack, Jimmy Cleveland, and Joe Bennett, and Tommy Mitchell on bass trombone. On French horn, Willie Ruff and... Tony Miranda, and on tuba, Bill Barber. And then the reeds uh, playing flutes, clarinets, bass clarinets, oboes, um, Romeo Pink, uh, Sid Cooper are the, are the two reeds. Uh, oh, and Danny Bank as well um, on uh, the lower instruments, the bass clarinet. And, of course, Lee Konitz, as I mentioned, on alto saxophone. Paul Chambers on bass, who was Miles' regular bassist. And Arthur Taylor on drums, a great New York drummer. 
all of this was um, done. In, uh, there's some exchanges. And there's a few different uh, switches in personnel, but I, w- we needn't go into that. Uh, the orchestra is basically the same for all the four sessions that, uh, that they recorded. There's only ten tunes, and the idea was to um, put the tunes together with a little connecting uh, phrase so there's no interruptions. The tunes are segued uh, together. It's not chop, chop, chop. And um, so it's kind of a suite of music, uh, which makes it even more unique, especially for its time. And this album, of course, is uh, Miles Davis on here is the only soloist, and he chooses on this album to play flugelhorn, which is a, a, a larger, more mellow-sounding trumpet. And, of course, Miles is superb on all of these pieces. His solos are just absolutely wonderful. But the, the co-star is the orchestra under the direction of Gil Evans. So all of this stuff was uh, recorded at four separate sessions in New York City at the 30th Street Studio, the famous 30th Street Studio um, in New York City in May of 1957. So we'll get to the music. We open with a composition by John Carisi. It's called Springsville and really kicks the album off beautifully. And then we go to a, a composition by Gil Evans, um, and a Spanish composer, and the, the, the piece of music is called The Maids of Cadiz, and the Spanish composer is uh, uh, Luis de Libes. Then we go to a Dave Brubeck tune that Miles Davis picked for the date, and it's called The Duke, and of course dedicated to Duke Ellington. And then we go to a beautiful uh, Kurt Weill, George, or Ira Gershwin uh, composition, called My Ship. Then a tune by Miles Davis and Gil Evans, the title track, Miles Ahead. Then we go to one of the most gorgeous pieces of music of the whole set, um, written by Gil Evans and dedicated to the great Pablo Picasso, and it's called Blues for Pablo. Then we go to a tune by a gentleman who influenced Miles Davis very much, pianist Ama Jamal, and he wrote a tune called New Rumba, and that follows Blues for Pablo. That's tune number seven. And then two beautiful, soulful ballads are next. The first one is the Bobby Troop classic called The Meaning of the Blues, followed by J.J. Johnson's beautiful composition called Lament. And the final tune is a very cheery kind of a thing. Uh, It's an old standard tune written by uh, um, Spina and Elliot, and it's called I Don't Want to Be Kissed by Anybody But You. And that kind of ends the album on a very high, positive note. So that's the context of the album. As I mentioned before, think of the tunes as one big suite because they're, they're interconnected. There's no pauses between the tunes. And uh, it's an extremely beautiful album. So once again, the chief soloist is Miles Davis. And the orchestra, under the direction of Gil Evans, our classic recording tonight, the album issued on Columbia Records, Miles Ahead. (laughs) 
And that was our jazz feature this evening, a classic recording, 10 incredible pieces of music, all arranged by Gil Evans, and uh, who incidentally was born in Toronto. Uh, that's right, he's Canadian-born, the great or- orchestrator, conductor, and composer, Gil Evans, and um, his orchestra. And, of course, the soloist was Miles Davis. And as I mentioned before, on this date, he was playing a flugelhorn, which is a, a larger, more mellow-sounding trumpet. And it was perfectly suited um, to the music uh, on this date. A huge orchestra, mostly uh, brass instruments, um, including trumpets, trombones, uh, French horns, and a tuba. And, of course, uh, the reeds uh, were flutes, oboes, um, clarinets, bass clarinets. And there was one alto saxophonist in the section uh, by the name of Lee Konitz. And on bass, Paul Chambers. On drums, Arthur Taylor. And all of this music was recorded over several uh, sessions at the uh, 30th Street Studio in New York City uh, for Columbia Records in May of 1957. Miles, of course, at that time was uh, signed to the label. He was a big star in in jazz. He had a lot of clout. And uh, this was a reunion of Miles and Gil Evans. And, of course, it led to, this was the first of three groundbreaking albums. Um, This one and the follow-up was uh, um, Miles and Gil Evans doing uh, the music of Porgy and Bess, the great uh, opera by George Gershwin. And uh, that was followed by, of course, the, uh, the classic sketches of Spain. And these three albums, of course, mark uh, a pinnacle of the association um, of Miles Davis and Gil Evans. But they went back, as I mentioned before, to the uh, early 50s and um, kept... Uh, their musical, their friendship together, and and of course, uh, came together on this in, incredible recording, which was given all kinds of praise by the uh, jazz critics. It was something very new for Miles, um, a new sound, and of course, the uh, unique orchestrations of Gil Evans made this album so distinctive, and it was issued on Columbia Records. So we heard the Ten Tunes. Interestingly enough, it was also programmed at the behest of Miles and Gill uh, to be not interrupted. In other words, uh, segued um, together uh, as a suite, really, and uh, gave it uh, the album an incredible uh, continuity. Even though it was issued on LP first, you had to turn it over, but, you know, uh, um, you can, you're a little more beneficial when you have a CD because you can play it uh, continuously through the ten tunes. And those ten tunes are, we opened with uh, John Carisi's Springsville, then we moved to one uh, arranged by Gil Evans and written by a Spanish gentleman by the name of Delibes, and it was called The Maids of Cadiz. Luis Delibes wrote it, and Gil Evans rearranged it for this occasion, The Maids of Cadiz, second tune. The third tune was written by Dave Brubeck, and uh, that was his famous composition dedicated to Duke Ellington called The Duke. And 
Then we heard a tune by Ira Gershwin and Kurt Weil, a very beautiful, soulful thing called My Ship. And then that was followed by a Miles Davis, Gil Evans composition, the title track of the album called Miles Ahead. And then we moved to, I think, my favorite piece of the whole album is uh, Gil Evans' composition dedicated to Pablo Picasso and entitled Blues for Pablo. And following that was a wonderful composition by pianist Ahmed Jamal, an exciting track called New Rumba. And then we heard um, a soulful medley of two tunes. Uh, the first one was Bobby Troop's famous The Meaning of the Blues, and that was immediately followed by J.J. Johnson's beautiful composition called Lament. And the final tune was a standard tune, um, ending the album on a much more, much less introspective and more cheery note, uh, an old standard tune written by Spina and Elliot entitled, I Don't Want to Be Kissed by Anybody But You. So that's it, the 10 tracks from this album initially done for Columbia Records called Miles Ahead, our jazz feature. I uh, certainly hope you enjoyed it. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course, uh, we're also um, on the computer, which is www.citr.ca. And we're going to be right back with some live music and really alive music by Art Blakey and his Jazz Messengers. It's a very special edition of that band that only made one, uh, actually one studio recording uh, with this personnel, um, but there's several live recordings uh, of this band, and we're going to hear some tracks um, coming right up, right after these messages. member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts in Kitsilano and around UBC at On the Fringe Hair Design, Rufus Guitar Shop, Stormcrow Ale House, The Bike Kitchen, UBC Bookstore, Australian Boot Company, and so many more. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenum speaking Musqueam people.
We're going to take you now to Zurich, Switzerland, for a concert by Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. Now, this edition, um, Art Blakey had revamped his band in uh, uh, 1958, and he asked Benny Golson, who is still very much with us, great tenor saxophonist, just celebrated a birthday anniversary, as a matter of fact, Benny Golson to uh, reorganize his band. Um, and Benny was able to rebuild the band from the drums on up. And uh, <laughs> Blakey was quite taken aback because all the musicians that Benny Golson recommended, including Benny himself, were all from Philadelphia. And, of course, Blakey, from, uh, originally from Pittsburgh, was saying, hey, wait a minute here now. This is <laughs> Anyway, Benny Golson, uh, Benny Golson did wonders uh, for, the, for this band and really brought the Jazz Messengers to a new level. Benny Golson, of course, was a great tenor sax, is a great tenor saxophonist, and a wonderful composer and arranger and an organizer. And that's exactly what Art Blakey needed um, to take uh, his group and his spirit to a different musical level. Now, Benny Golson didn't stay long in the band. He was only in the band for about six months. They did this European tour. They made one classic album. Uh, with this personnel for Blue Note Records, and to this day, it is still one of Art Blakey's best-selling albums, and it's the album uh, known as the Monin Session, and um, with a, a, a beautiful cover, and um, just it's just a classic album. But there's a lot of live recording with this band, and um, because they were together for such a short period of time, any recording by the band is really interesting. And so we're going to hear uh, a couple of tracks by this edition of the band. Now, included in the band is 21-year-old Lee Morgan. And Lee Morgan is unbelievable. He is um, still uh, really my favorite trumpet player. And uh, if I was ever to pick up a trumpet... Um, I'd like to play like Lee Morgan, and he was, he had just turned 21 uh, uh, when he was, recorded this. Benny Golson, of course, on tenor saxophone, and the great Bobby Timmons on piano, who, of course, composed some of the band's hits, including Monin and uh, different other uh, pieces of music, this year, that there, uh, pieces like that. On bass, a very strong and wonderful bass player, um, as Blakey would call him, the workhorse of the band, bassist Jimmy Merritt, and of course, the mighty Art Blakey on drums. So these are the two opening tunes. I think we'll play three tunes from, from this set, because it's, uh, it's all great stuff. So we're going to hear the two opening tunes as sort of uh, um, a hot warm-up set, um, we're going to hear Charlie Parker's Now's the Time, one of the great 12-bar blues tunes. And we're going to follow that with a tune. Uh, we really don't know who composed this, but it's a piece of music known as the theme, and it's used by various bands as a sign-off. But this is a complete version of it. And we're going to follow that 
with uh, Bobby Timmons' great composition called Monin. Every day has got me moaning. And uh, so here then, Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, recorded in Zurich, Switzerland, December 4th, 1958. Some classic sounds.
That was the voice of Art Blakey, of course, and the music of Art Blakey. And this um, particular short-lived edition of the Jazz Messengers. And it was all due to saxophone player Benny Golson, who uh, elevated the band by um, refurbishing the whole Blakey uh, Jazz Messengers and uh, bringing in a whole bunch of new musicians at the time. And, of course, uh, Blakey never looked back after that. He was great before that, but uh, this band took uh, Art Blakey's career to a whole other level. And this was done on a European tour uh, with, of course, uh, Benny Golson on tenor saxophone, who is the uh, only surviving member of this band. He just celebrated a birthday uh, a few days ago, and uh, he's still alive and kicking and playing all the time. Amazing musician, amazing person as well, Benny Golson. Uh, on trumpet, of course, the, um, the great virtuoso. He's just a youngster, too. He's, he was just 21 years old. Lee Morgan on trumpet. And, of course, on piano, Bobby Timmons. And on bass, the workhorse of the band, Jimmy Merritt. And on drums, the great Art Blakey. And this was recorded in Zurich, Switzerland, December 4th, 1958. And we heard the, uh, the first tune, which is basically um, the band warming up, but uh, they were already warmed up, really. And uh, we heard Charlie Parker's Now is the Time. And then we went right into um, a piece of music called The Theme, which, of course, is used by a lot of bands as their closing theme. And then an extended version of Bobby Timmons' great hit for the band, Monin. And, uh, of course, some incredible piano work by Mr. Timmons as well. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed that uh, short concert excerpt from this uh, set done in Switzerland, in Zurich, December December 4th, 1958, with this band, Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. And, of course, uh, on your computer, www.citr.ca. And my name is Gavin Walker, and we'll be back uh, in a few moments with some more music. Music from Guam. Remember that one? Remember the... A little fat guy in North Korea who threatened to uh, uh, um, <laughs> um, 
explode some bombs uh, on the island of Guam. Yeah, well, it never happened. But Guam is, uh, is an American protectorate, and it's uh, um, an island, of course, and it's, it's got some World War II history as well. And uh, we'll tell you more about uh, our jazz music in Guam in just a minute. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today. What newspapers and magazines did you regularly read to stay informed and to understand the I've world? read most of them, again, with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. But like what coming, specifically? Um, all of them. Want to know more than Sarah Palin? Join CITR's Current Affairs Coordinator, Alex DeBoer, every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. in room 2514 in the AMS Nest to learn best practices for covering local current affairs topics for radio. The weekly training sessions will cover writing for radio, determining newsworthiness, media ethics, interviewing, writing balanced stories, and more. from the weather uh, this evening, but it's not going to be a long one, unfortunately. Uh, tonight, um, they're calling for a 60% chance of a shower. It's windy, and of course, uh, it's going to get cloudy again uh, with a low of 6. Tomorrow, I think we may have some some breaks in this gloom that we've been having, and all this rain, uh, uh, unbelievable. But this is, you know, this is we get this kind of weather every year under normal circumstances. Uh, last year we had lots of snow and stuff, but we're getting the rain this year. So um, hopefully there'll be no complaints about the uh, reservoirs being down this summer, but uh, uh, you never know. Anyway, tomorrow is, uh, we may get some sunny breaks, but tomorrow is only cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with um not much change in, in temperatures, low down to 6 and highs up to about 7. Then, uh, well, for the rest of the week, I'm talking about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. There's only one word in the forecast. Sad to say, sad to say, rain. There you go. And uh, on Sunday, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower. And not much variation in temperature. The temperature would be down to about 4 and then up to about 9 um, throughout the week. And then Sunday is uh, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of 2 and a high of 6. So that's it. There you go. And, uh, oh, 
Here is the weather picture. Now we're going to take you to Guam. This is very interesting. Uh, this is a band that was put together by trumpeter Howard McGee. Now, Howard was an extremely prominent trumpet player in the 1940s and one of the pioneers, really, of modern jazz, a wonderful trumpet player. And he uh, was assigned um, by the U.S. government to uh, put together a jazz band and play a variety of music for the troops that were stationed on the island of Guam. And all of this took place uh, early in 1952. And, of course, the, um, the Korean War was happening, and there were troops that were um, stationed on, on Guam because uh, of, of its proximity of, out there, and, of course, Guam being a, an American protectorate. So McGee took the gig and put together a great band with J.J. Johnson on trombone and uh, Charles Mingus's cousin on tenor saxophone, the great Rudy Williams, who sadly was killed in a boating accident in 1954, but a wonderful uh, saxophone player, Rudy Williams, and he plays tenor saxophone on here, and a guitarist who is known as the best. Uh, his name is Skeeter Best, Clifton Skeeter Best, wonderful guitar player. Oscar Pettiford is the bassist, and Charlie Rice on drums. Now, Charlie is originally from Philadelphia, and he's a very, very underrated drummer, but a favorite of uh, so many uh, people. Uh, Charlie Rice recorded with Chet Baker and different other, other people later on in his career. Anyway, he, he plays drums on this. And so they're uh, entertaining the troops uh, in Guam, and, of course, they have to play a, a wide variety of jazz styles. And so we're going to hear that. Uh, all these musicians are very, very capable, of course, and and um, rather than sort of play their 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 music, which is basically modern jazz, they they have to go back in time and play some old timey stuff, and uh, it's all part of the entertainment program and and uh, keeps the troops happy and people know this music. So we begin with the Royal Garden Blues, and then we're going to go into a version of uh, Mood Indigo, written by. Barney Bigard and Duke Ellington, and then the St. Louis Blues, written by W.C. Handy. Then we're going to go into a version of the 12th Street Rag, which was a big favorite in the 20s or the 30s, and then uh, Count Basie's One O'Clock Jump, and then a feature for J.J. Johnson. He's going to play uh, the great Harold Arlington, Stormy Weather. And then Rudy Williams, the tenor saxophonist, is going to be featured on a tune called A Young Man with a Horn. Uh, there was a movie uh, uh, made for that, and that was the uh, theme song from the movie, written by Ray Heindorf, Young Man with a Horn, and Rudy Williams plays it. And the final tune is a classic that Benny Goodman and Edgar Sampson wrote called Stompin' at the Savoy. So we take you back um, to Guam, early 1952, and the Howard McGee All-Stars, Jazz Goes to the Battlefront. There you go. Thank you. 
Well, there you have it, <laughs> a medley of tunes uh, recorded in Guam and uh, in early 1952 with a band put together by trumpeter Howard McGee. And he, of course, was requested by the uh, U.S. government and so on to take a group of musicians over there and entertain the troops that were stationed there. Uh, that was all during the uh, the Korean War. And... Uh, 
of course, Guam was a um, the island of, of Guam was a very significant uh, uh, spot uh, during that uh, during that war, and of course, it was an American protectorate. Anyway, uh, regardless of that, the people involved here, and and of course, they're all such wonderful musicians. They can play virtually any style of jazz, and they did because uh, that was what their mandate was to entertain the the troops and uh, give them some good music and uh, sort of even go back in history and play some older style of jazz as well, which they did very well. Howard McGee on trumpet with the great J.J. Johnson on trombone, uh, Rudy Williams on tenor saxophone, Skeeter Best on guitar, Oscar Pettiford on bass, and Charlie Rice on drums. Uh, We heard First of all, a medley, beginning with the Royal Garden Blues uh, by Clarence Williams, then uh, the Duke Ellington opus, Mood Indigo, and then the St. Louis Blues by W.C. Handy. And then we went into a a quick version of uh, U.D. Bowman's The Twelfth Street Rag. And then we went from there to Count Basie's One O'Clock Jump, and then a feature for J.J. Johnson, The Ballad, the Harold Arlen tune called Stormy Weather. And uh, that segued into uh, a feature for tenor saxophonist Rudy Williams, and he played Young Man with a Horn, written by Ray Heindorf. And the final tune was a, a quick uh, wrap-up and version of Benny Goodman and Edgar Sampson's great tune, Stomping at the Savoy. So jazz goes to the battlefront with Howard McGee and his all-stars. All right, a little dip into uh, jazz history there. On the 27th of, uh, actually um, a couple of days ago, was a birthday anniversary for one of the great musicians who has recently departed and one of the great beloved musicians. I'm talking about Vibus Bobby Hutcherson. And Bobby, of course, uh, was one of the great exponents of the Vibes. And we were actually pretty good friends. And I always called him my Aquarian brother because I'm born under the sign of Aquarius. And so is Bobby. He was born January 27th. And he celebrated a birthday anniversary a couple of days ago, Janu- January 27th, 1941, and passed away August 15th, 2016. He was actually died from uh, emphysema, sad to say. And uh, Bobby, of course, was one of the just, he was a very um, wonderful, gentle person. He was a spiritual guy and um, also a genius, truly on the instrument, the vibes. And uh, um, Bobby, of course, had his influences, Lionel Hampton, um, Milt Jackson, of course, but then Bobby was the next real step on the vibes and, uh, of course, established himself, played on all kinds of iconic albums and uh, was just a a very favored musician. He, He lived most of his life on the West Coast, except for a few years in New York City. Uh, where he recorded uh, quite extensively for Blue Note Records and, and uh, other labels, and uh, then moved back to the West Coast and um, uh, actually lived uh, in a beautiful home uh, on uh, Highway 1, just south of uh, San Francisco. Anyway, we're going to hear Bobby Hutcherson. 
here with uh, Oscar Brashear uh, on trumpet and flugelhorn, uh, Harold Land on tenor saxophone and some flute. We're going to hear Bobby uh, on vibes and marimba as well. Marimba, uh, the vibes, of course, has got metal bars and um, marimba um, has got wooden bars. So the sound is different, but essentially it's the same instrument. And on piano, Bayetti, wonderful genius piano player, uh, whose name is, uh, uh, he's known as Bayetti, but uh, he's, uh, his um, birth name is Todd Cochran. And um, he actually wrote this uh, first piece of, oh, well, a couple of pieces of music we're going to hear uh, on this album. And um, William Henderson uh, is also uh, featured on, on this as well, um, playing electric piano. And uh, there's some other uh, people filling out the, uh, the uh, sound. Uh, uh, Reggie Johnson is on bass. And uh, so, uh, also uh, uh, Woody Thoos is on drums, Sunship. And uh, so we're going to hear a couple of pieces by Todd Cochran or Bayetti. And uh, the first one is called At the Source. And it's got, it's, um, comes in three parts, Ashes and Rust, Eucalyptus, and Obsidian. And uh, then we're going to follow that with another Todd Cochran composition entitled Many Thousands Gone. So here then is some music by Bobby Hutchison from his album Head On.
We heard a couple of pieces by Bobby Hutchison and a whole ensemble of musicians. Two compositions by a great musician by the name of Bietti, um, whose birth name was Todd Cochran, and he's a genius. Um, he is the pianist, the acoustic pianist uh, on this stuff. And the other electric piano was played by William Henderson, Bill Henderson. And the people involved here, Stix Hooper on drums and some other percussion folks, and uh, Oscar Brashear on trumpet, Harold Land was heard on tenor saxophone and flute, and of course, Bobby Hutchison playing both vibes and marimba on uh, these two pieces of music. is from an album um, which is rather... Um, I guess you could say a little more spacey than uh, a lot of Bobby Hutcherson's things. It was done in 1971 for Blue Note Records and was called Head On. And, of course, uh, Todd Cochran's compositions are um, very different from uh, so many uh, straight-ahead jazz uh, compositions. Very interesting as well and a wonderful musician. The first piece of music we heard was called At the Source, and it had three distinct movements, ashes and rust, eucalyptus, and obsidian. And the second piece of music um, was a little more out there called Many Thousands Gone. And that featured uh, um, a variety of uh, ensemble players uh, added to uh, the mix as well. Two pieces by Bobby Hutchison. You are listening to the Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca uh, for live streaming. And my name is Gavin Walker. Incidentally, uh, Bobby Hutchison um, celebrated a birthday anniversary uh, on the 27th of January. And, of course, he passed away um, in 2016. And we lost a wonderful, wonderful musician. Someone else who departed recently was an actually a senator. I'm talking about Tommy Banks. Now, he was one of the mainstays of um, the whole musical scene in Edmonton. He was based there, lived there for many years, but Tommy Banks was known throughout the country as uh, being an um, extremely wonderful musician, band leader, um, composer. He did so many things. And, of course, he was a, a senator as well until his uh, retirement. And he passed away just a few days ago at age 81, uh, died of leukemia, sad to say. So we're going to pay just a short tribute to Tommy Banks. And uh, this is from an album um, that he did a, a few years ago, uh, Solo Piano. Uh, of course, Tommy, um, believe it or not, worked with and, and, and performed with so many people, Anita O'Day, Rosemary Clooney, Katie Lang, uh, and then jazz guys like Art Farmer, Sonny Stitt, uh, even played with Dwayne Eddy hey, and Gordon McRae and Joe Williams and Tom Waits, and he uh, conducted symphony orchestras from Toronto and Vancouver to Austin, Texas, produced TV specials. Uh, etc., etc. So Tommy covered a big, big area in music. But uh, we're going to hear some piano music from Tommy, excellent pianist. 
And we're going to hear three pieces. Um, the first one is called Hit That Jive, Jack. And uh, that was a tune um, written by uh, Talbert and Alberts. It's an old tune, great tune. And then we're going to hear a Henry Mancini tune called Two for the Road. And then we're going to hear a Duke Ellington medley, beginning with Sophisticated Lady. I got it bad and that ain't good. I'm beginning to see the light and take the A train. So here then is a small tribute to one of uh, Canada's greatest musicians, mentor to so many, wonderful Tommy Banks, the late, great Tommy Banks.
That's from a wonderful solo piano album called Yes Indeed. And, of course, Tommy Banks. And, you know, to list his accomplishments in his life would probably take us all night. Um, (laughs) He conducted so many symphony orchestras, wrote music, uh, was a huge part of um, um, the Edmonton, uh, media uh, scene, did TV shows, was a, uh, all kinds of stuff. Tommy Banks, uh, the list of his, you can get on to uh, Wikipedia and, and uh, uh, check out his uh, accomplishments and his awards that he got throughout his life, Order of Canada, all the highest awards. And, of course, he was a senator as well, uh, a liberal senator. And um, he, um, he retired from, from that and went back to... Uh, being a, a musician and a, um, uh, a musical icon. He was born in uh, Calgary, uh, December 17th, 1936, and he was 81 years old when he passed away just recently, January 25th this year, and uh, was uh, died from uh, leukemia, sad to say. Anyway, we heard uh, this three tunes from this uh, wonderful album called Yes Indeed, Solo Piano by Tommy. The first tune was called Hit That Jive Jack. The second tune was uh, a soulful um, piece of music written by Henry Mancini called Two for the Road. And then we went into a Duke Ellington medley, beginning with Sophisticated Lady, I Got It Bad, Natty Good, I'm Beginning to See the Light, and finally, of course, Take the A-Train. Tommy Banks, and uh, one of Canada's greats, and uh, he'll be missed by many, many, many people. Here is a singer that I've always liked, Eddie Queenhead Vincent. Now, he was a marvelously sophisticated musician. He was an urban blues singer. He was a monster alto saxophonist and uh, also a composer. Uh, Wrote some great tunes that he never got... um, Full credit for um, a couple of tunes that Miles Davis played. One of them is Tune Up, and the other one uh, he wrote the tune for. Uh, Eddie Cleanhead Vincent wrote those tunes, <laughs> and of course um, never got full credit. 
for composing those uh, um, uh, jazz standards. And um, tremendous musician. We're going to hear him backed up by the Cannonball Adderley Quintet with uh, uh, Cannonball on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavanul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. The classic Cannonball Adderley Quintet. And uh, Eddie Cleanhead Vincent is going to sing a few songs for you. First one is called Bright Lights and Big City. Then the second tune is called This Time. And the third tune is his classic, The Backdoor Blues. So here then, Eddie Cleanhead Vincent. A bright light, big city. This time is the right time. This time is the right time. This time is the right time. And I'll be yours for a lifetime. Love bug up and bid me. Love bug up and bid me. Love bug up and bid me. Kissed me. I know about the good times. I know about the good times. I know about the good times. Fill my 
heart will sunshine. Good news got the love line. Good news got the love line. Good news got the love line. Gonna tell the world how you changed my mind. Yeah, that was the great Eddie Cleanhead Vincent from his album, The Backdoor Blues. And we heard him with the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. 
with uh, Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavanul on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums, and of course the vocals of Eddie Cleanhead Vincent. First tune we heard was called Bright Lights, Big City. Second tune was This Time. And the third tune, of course, was his famous The Backdoor Blues, Eddie Cleanhead Vincent. Here is a wonderful saxophone player born in uh, Toronto. He's a Canadian, lives in New York, and uh, one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone in my estimation. I'm talking about Grant Stewart. And Grant has uh, played here in Vancouver many times at uh, Corey Weed Cellar, and, of course, he's played at Frankie's Jazz Club as well. And uh, wonderful player. This is from an album called The Grant Stewart Plus Four, and it features Al Cohn's son on guitar, Joe Cohn, uh, Bill Charlotte on piano, who is um, married to Rini Rosnes, yeah, who will be uh, one of our jazz feature artists next month, Paul Gill on bass, and Willie Jones III on drums. This is a composition by Al Cohn called You and Me. Grant Stewart. Thank you. 
Marvelous tenor player. Grant Stewart, one of the great voices of the tenor. He's Canadian. He's born in Toronto and lives in New York. And, of course, he's been to Vancouver many times. Great guy as well. And um, he plays as well as he is. Uh, uh, he, he's so well-liked and, uh, and very fine personality and uh, can handle that saxophone. Well, Grant Stewart. Um, on tenor saxophone with Joe Cohn on uh, or Joe Cohn on guitar, Al Cohn's son, um, Bill Charlap on piano, Paul Gill on bass, and Willie Jones the Third on drums, and that's an Al Cohn composition called "You and Me," based on the chord progressions of T for two. All right, Grant Stewart. We'll hear more from Grant uh, some other time, but we're going to take you back to a wonderful recording by Mel Waldron, pianist Mel Waldron. Um, this is from his prestige album called Mel One. And uh, Mr. Waldron on piano with uh, the late, great Idris Suleiman on trumpet, Gigi Grice on alto saxophone, Julian Yule on bass, and Arthur Edgehill on drums. So we're going to hear two compositions by Mel Waldron. The first one is dedicated to uh, one of his idols, and it's uh, one of his idols was, of course, pianist Bud Powell, everybody's idol, and he wrote that uh, this tune called Bud Study. And the second tune is entitled Dee's Dilemma. So two tunes by the great composer, pianist Mel Waldron and his working quintet of the time. Thank you. 
A couple of compositions by pianist Mel Waldron. Always wrote interesting tunes. And uh, this is from his prestige album from uh, many years ago called Mel One. And it featured his working quintet with uh, Idris Suleiman on trumpet, Gigi Grice on alto saxophone, Julian Ewell on bass, and Arthur Edgehill on drums, and of course Mel Waldron at the piano. The first piece of music we heard uh, was entitled Bud Study, dedicated, of course, to Bud Powell, one of Mel Waldron's idols. And the second tune was entitled Dee's Dilemma. Mel won. Good album. We're going to close with the great Yusuf Latif. And uh, this is from a, a date that he did called Cry Tender. And uh, this is Youssef with um, God, one of my old friends, the late Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, 
Hugh Lawson on piano, Herman Wright on bass, and Frank Gant on drums, another old friend, and Yousef, of course, on tenor saxophone. And this is a piece of music called Butter's Blues, and it's going to wrap up the show in fine form this evening. Butter's Blues with Yousef Latif. Thank you. 
That's called Butters Blues, and it was written by Yusef Latif, who played the tenor saxophone and led the band, along with Lonnie Hillier on trumpet, Hugh Lawson on piano, Herman Wright on bass, and Frank Ghent on drums, all musicians from Detroit. And uh, Yusef, of course, was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but uh, spent um, a great number of years in the city of Detroit and studied at uh, Wayne State University, one of the great musicians that existed on the planet, Youssef Latif. This was recorded in uh, 1959 for Prestige Records from an album called Cry Tender. Well, that's it for this edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, uh, wrapping up the month of January, and we'll be back in the month of February. And, of course, we'll be making some lengthy tributes to Black History Month. And all of our jazz features in the month of February will be women instrumentalists. And um, I'm not going to tell you who they are because you'll have to uh, join us and, and listen. But there's going to be some great music. As a matter of fact, I can tell you that uh, opening the show is one of the most uh, prominent African-American women in American jazz, Mary Lou Williams, a wonderful pianist. And we're going to hear her open up uh, the jazz features for the month of February. And we're dedicating all the jazz features and featuring women instrumentalists, as well as, of course, tributes to Black History Month. So there you go. That's the lineup. And uh, we hope to see you in seven days' time. We start at 9 o'clock right here at CITR every Monday night and carry on till after midnight. And... We hope you enjoyed the show this evening. My name's Gavin Walker. This is CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we'll see you next week. Same time, same station. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee